Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to Women in the Photo Pit, a music photography podcast. I am Boston Schultz. I started this podcast to feature badass women in the music industry. In today's interview, we're sitting down with Kim, who is also from LA like me. And I have so many things I want to say about Kim and her work because I creeped really hard on all of her portfolio stuff, but I am just going to let her introduce herself and we'll get right into this. So hi, Kim. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's just start off with you telling us about yourself. How did you get started in the music industry? How did you get started in photography? Oh, hey, it's great to, uh, it's great to be talking to you. Um, uh, let me see. Okay, so my name's Kim. I shoot actually under the name ZB Images. Uh, my last name is actually ZB, um, but it's spelled spelled really strangely. So um, just the letter Z and the B is usually what I go under. Um, I have been shooting my entire life. Like I got my first real camera when I was ten. So um, it's just kind of always been a part of who I am. Um, I specifically got kind of involved in the music industry in a couple different fits and starts. Um, I originally, um, like back in the day, took photos of a boyfriend who was in a band and took band chats for them. And then um, when I moved to LA, originally I was going, my, I went to school for painting actually. And I was thinking about coming out here and like shooting weddings and um being able to have time to paint. Uh, but the wedding scene is really kind of weird in Los Angeles and you kind of have to like, I don't know, it's, it, I've got, I, I just had a really strange experience with it and I didn't really know anybody and I didn't know anybody getting married. So it was just really hard for me to break into. Um, and I would go to shows all the time and um, I just kind of started taking my camera with because I saw that that was an option for people. Like in a lot of the smaller venues, you can just bring your camera, no one cares. Um, and through that, I just, you know, I went to enough shows and hung out with enough people that um, I was uh, asked to, if I wanted to shoot for um, the first uh, uh, website that I was shooting for was High Voltage Magazine. Um, I met, uh, Trina, who's one of the editors with them, and she asked if, you know, if I would be interested in shooting for them. I think I ended up, my first shoot with them was actually a mutual friend of ours, this band called The Jenks, who has broken up but for, will forever have my heart, um, was playing a show down at the observatory. And so I had already been asked to cover it by the band and kind of like also gave photos to them. And then since then, I've kind of branched out and um, was asked to shoot for Grammy Goods, and then um, I was shooting for LA Record for a while. I haven't really done much with them in the last year, and then also with Buzz Band. So, uh, keeping you know, I was keeping busy until this whole uh, shutdown happened. But um, yeah, I was basically out shooting like I don't know, like easily three to four times a week. So staying yeah. really. Cool. So you do other types of photography as well now, yeah. right? Uh, I've always, I've always done like weddings on the side. And ironically, after all this talk about like moving to LA and not being able to get into the wedding scene, I actually shot 
I've been shooting bands for long enough that people that I know in bands have been getting married. So I've actually shot like more weddings in like the last like year and a half than I have like the last 10, just because it's like people I know are getting married. Um, but yeah, portraits I do. Um, I really like doing like press stuff, like PR, um, photos for people. Um, I've had work go on albums and stuff like that, but I mean, events, anything, basically any, anything that people will pay to have a photographer do, I'll, I'll do just cause you know, it's all, it's, you know, the basics are the same. So when it comes to concert photography, you got started by really just like bringing your camera into shows and just like building up from there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, the nice thing about LA is that there's been no shortage of venues and little bands coming through. Um, and it's a, it's a really interesting place to get started because the potential for shooting a small band that actually makes it onto the national scene is so much better here than, um, I grew up in Milwaukee. So like, you know, there's been a couple bands that make it up, but, um, you know, here I have a bunch of bands in my portfolio now that I originally shot in small clubs that, you know, like, um, some friends of mine are in a band called the record company that I was at shows where there were like three other people there with me, you know, and now they're touring nationally, you know? So, um, so yeah, it's kind of just, you know, I built a lot of relationships, um, you know, just by kind of being around. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing that I keep hearing from people is like relationships are key in this music industry and like just starting out and talking to people and building from there, it just like gets you so far. So I love hearing that you just, you know, started bringing your camera and started going to these shows and it's kind of built a great career for you. It's kind of the ridiculous it's ridiculously easy to meet bands that way only because like it's these days it's so easy to contact the band through social media. So, you know, if you take a bunch of shots and then contact the band and say, Hey, I was at your show last night. I really loved it. You know, here's a bunch of shots that I took, you know, if you want to use any blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, so it's really easy to get in with people. And if your work, um, is something that they enjoy, they'll likely contact you the next time they're in town or what have you, or, I've had bands that have seen my work through other bands that have contacted me to come to their shows. So, um, but it's not just bands. It's also like the people who are at shows. So, you know, it's people that write for music blogs or, um, you know, just uh, other photographers that, um, you know, if they have an opportunity that they can't do, will throw Mm -hmm. work my way because they know that I'm capable of doing it. So it's, it's, the one thing I really love about the scene here in general is just that it's quite a community. And like when you're, um, when you really get to know people in the scene, it's, it's a really nice supportive environment. Um, you know, I've had nothing but positive experiences through the, through the LA music scene. That's great. That's really cool to hear. Um, I wanted to talk quickly about Wisconsin and why you moved here from Wisconsin, because that was like the funniest part of me, like creeping on your profile. I was like, I actually was in Wisconsin, too, and moved here. (laughs) So what made you move from Wisconsin? And did you spend like your whole life there? Like, did you always want to come to L.A.? Uh, um, I 
I grew up in Wisconsin. Um, I lived there for a very, very, very long time, probably longer than I should have. Um, my brother had moved out to LA um, on my encouragement to go to grad school. And so I would always come out and visit him. But I had come out, kind of a funny story, I actually had come out to LA originally um, to see a show, to see the Up in Smoke concert um, from like these tickets that I won on eBay, like back when all that was first getting started. And um, yeah, I just took a random trip to Fresno of all places and then uh, decided to like drive down the coast or, you know, drive down the, the state to, to LA. Um, and I just love everything about it. I love the landscape. I love the weather. Like, um, and then when I would visit my brother, every time I would come out here, like you'd talk to these creative people who had all these projects they were working on. And then I come back like a year later, what have you, and, you know, ask what they've been doing and they had done those projects. And I felt like as creative as, you know, like Milwaukee has got a pretty good art scene, but there's a lot of talk and not a lot of action from a lot of people. Like it's rare to have somebody there that's actually actively pursuing things and not just thinking about pursuing things. And the energy in LA was just like, people were going for it. And I really liked being around people who, um, who were actively pursuing these creative things. So it's one of the things that also attracts me to the music scene is that, you know, as a creative person, I understand the struggles that are involved and the sacrifices that you have to have in order to um, really pursue these ridiculous careers. So, um, you know, I kind of have, a, I feel like a kinship with people that are, are doing that sort of thing. And it just like snowed like three weeks ago in Wisconsin. So it's like, you know, snow in the middle of May is like, now I think. <laughs> yes, it's definitely totally different weather from here to Wisconsin. Uh, but I totally get what you mean about like the creative lifestyle and kind of like meshing with people better out here. Mm -hmm. um, because it is so nice to be around creatives. And it also... For me, I feel like it makes me more creative to hear yeah. other people doing things. And I'm like, yeah, oh, I know, like, because cool. you're like, oh, wow. Like, I, like, you know, you see, I had a little bit of that in Milwaukee. I lived in um, an artist loft place where it was primarily artists that were living there. And it was really productive painting at that time because I was around other people that were painting and like, oh, Peter's done like three paintings this week. You know, like it, it kept you like, like there was no excuses to be slacking off because nobody else was slacking off essentially. And that was, you know, when I came to LA, it was like a city full of these people. So, um, what part of Wisconsin are you from? Um, so I was in Wausau for a long time, Oh wow! Uh, but I went to school in Madison. So I love Madison. Uh, but I know that the, the music scene in Madison is pretty small. Um, just a yeah. lot better in Milwaukee from what I understand, but it's still it's, like, they still have their own community and their own scene and venues and everything. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I've been out to Madison a couple of times. I saw like Ray Davies out in Madison with a friend of mine. Um, but I think, yeah, Milwaukee's such a short trek from Chicago that it's easy to, to make that little loop. Yeah, but. definitely. But it's beautiful out there, but very cold. And <laughs> Every time we have a sunny and like 80 degree weather here, my friends back in Wisconsin are like, yeah, it's snowing. And then I don't <laughs> miss it that much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's nice to go back and visit and like have the snow be like a novelty 
that exactly I'm like okay if one week oh look it's snowing that's beautiful okay bye <laughs> Cool. Let's get into some like kind of quick fire questions. So do you shoot Nikon, Canon, Sony or something else? Um, I shoot Sony. Um, I am a Sony camera representative actually, but I was, I kind of, um, I shoot Sony for a lot of reasons though. Like for me, it just makes sense. I was a Nikon shooter for a very, very, very long time. Um, I like had cameras on loan from Nikon and like the whole nine yards. I was kind of a Nikon fangirl. Um, but I just kind of got pulled into the world of Sony once they really started making these like technological breakthroughs that were just that no one else was doing their low light capabilities or focusing systems. The I'm shooting on an a seven three now and I've had a couple different a sevens, but like it allows me to use pretty much any lens on the planet. So I'm a big fan of vintage lenses. I have a collection of really old, weird, like, you know, 1950s and 60s lenses that with like a $15 adapter I can put on my Sony. And it just, I actually just posted a bunch of different like image tests on my um, Instagram because it's, you know, you can take a picture of the same scene with these different lenses, even even when the lenses are approximately in the same focal length range and they will just look completely different. So um, modern lenses are really clean and sharp and beautiful and uh, fast, but uh, the old vintage lenses just give you a look that you, you just can't get out of a modern lens because they were designed by hand and, you know, someone, did the math equations, you know, they weren't using computers to do this and they weren't ground, the glass wasn't ground by robots. It was ground by hand and um, the life of the lens and the way that it was constructed, it just gives you, a lot of times you can take a photo on a digital camera with an old film lens and it'll actually look way more like film than any type of effect that you can put on it because of the style of the lens. So um, yeah, that wasn't a quick answer, but. (laughs) No, that's really cool. Um, I actually have heard that, you know, I've heard of people being fans of like vintage lenses and I've never really understood it because I've never played around with it myself. Um, But that definitely sounds interesting, especially when you're talking about, you know, different effects that you can't replicate with a filter or editing. So Yeah, it's just, it gives you a totally different feel. It gives you, you know, it's, it can be really hard to set your work apart uh, these days, um, as great as social media is and Instagram and all these platforms. The, the, my biggest issue that I have with them is that if anybody starts doing anything remotely creative, a creative effect or what have you, then before you know it, you know, you'll have a hundred different people copying that effect. Um, you'll have like a hundred different people copying that effect. And it's, it doesn't go back to like who started that effect. It's just like whoever has the most followers, it's kind of going to get known for it. Yeah. And um, it's nice to have something that like just can't easily be replicated or, you know, something that you can make look your, look your own. Um, because besides just having like, you know, an eye for whatever compositions you like, um, you know, having a look that's a little bit different for a like non-specific reason is pretty nice. 
Yeah, that kind of goes right into one of my other questions is like, if you could describe your like photo video style, like what are the three words that would describe it? Um, colorful. I, as a, you know, growing up as a painter, I have a really, a real appreciation for color. Um, I don't know if it's a single word. Basically, I mean, my goal as a photographer, I'm just trying to get, um, everybody in the band looking as cool as possible at one time. (laughs) Cool as possible. That's three words. (laughs) The funny or the reason I wanted to like go to that is when it comes to like my style and kind of like what you were saying before is like having something unique that is like yours and can't easily be replicated. Like I tell people all the time is like my style, I feel like is very similar. Like I know so many other people that shoot very much like me. Because mm-hmm. the things that I like and the style that I do can easily be replicated. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that like it's bad or anything like that. I just know that it's not overly unique. So it's very hard when, you know, everyone's kind of doing the same thing and has yeah. the same access to things. You start it's, seeing a lot of similar looks. It's another reason why I prefer actually, like I've shot a lot of big shows, but I actually really prefer shooting smaller shows and um, smaller venues. One, they just tend to be more challenging light-wise, X-wise. Um, they also um, give you an opportunity to get photos that nobody else has, hopefully. Like, you know, my favorite thing is being at a show where there's no other photographers and finding a band that's amazing um and then like it sucks because I'm like you know six months later you go back to the same band it'll be like six photographers there and you're like (laughs) that's it's nice to have unique shots you know like if if you're shooting a big show at the forum or something like everybody's getting essentially the same shot you know there's there are certain bands that you know are putting you all the photographers are going off to the side and so everybody's just kind of squinched into like one little corner shooting from the exact same angle um, you're just not, you're never going to get anything that's particularly unique. Whereas I love, like, you know, like I said, shows that nobody else was at. Like one of, um, I was talking about the record company earlier, but that band, I was literally at a show of theirs, um, you know, where there was nobody else there. They were closing the Malibu in, um, it was going out of business and it was kind of a legendary venue, but the venue, it was literally their last night. And they went out last and the venue had run out of booze at like eight or 9 PM. Like they were just out there. Like we have no more. So like all these people left and there was like literally pretty much nobody in the place, like watching the bands. But like one of those shots that I took that night ended up on an album cover, you know, it's nobody else had it. And I could like, I had free reign to kind of go wherever. So, um, you know, it's one of the things I tell bands all the time is that like, if you're, if you have, um, you know, one of those like soul crushing shows or nobody really shows up, but there's a photographer there, like that's all that matters because nobody's going to know the difference because nobody else was there. Yeah. And if you thought that you look like you were like throwing the biggest party or having the most excellent show, then it doesn't matter that nobody else was there because everybody's going to wish that they had been there essentially. Yeah. Yeah, photos can definitely like 
show off everything and everyone's like oh my gosh that looks like a crazy show and no one knows that there were two people in the crowd <laughs> exactly and most of you fans now and they will tell everybody about it like if it was a good show it's a good show and people will hear about it you know so it's nice to be able to document stuff like that um yeah. to get that nobody else has yeah definitely um Regarding like shows that you've photographed, do you have like a favorite show that sticks in your mind other than that one? Um, yeah, I mean, my favorite show that I've ever photographed, um, has got to be, um, Flaming Lips show. Like I saw them at the Fox Theater, which is a pretty small theater, um, a couple of years ago. And their shows in general are just like over the top visual, like they're, for everything it's like a whole immersion immersive experience but that show being as small as it was and as intimate as it was and like just you just felt totally encased and there's confetti and there's unicorns and you know there's big robots and it's just it's it's such a fun show to shoot very cool do you have any shows that are still on your bucket list that you definitely want to shoot but haven't um, I have shot a lot of what had been on my bucket list. I have never shot um Pearl Jam, and I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan uh, from back in the day. And I would just love to shoot Eddie Vedder ones because he just seems like he just really, even now, like still puts it all out there. Um, I there's you know there's certain bands that are classics like you know Rolling Stone. I haven't shot Rolling Stones. I haven't shot like Paul McCartney or anything like that. But um yeah a lot of the other like a lot of the other bands that I've wanted to shoot like I've been able to so that's um, awesome yeah that's cool very cool so um from looking at your portfolio and stuff I noticed that you do a lot of video work so how did you get into doing video did you start photo and video at the same time and do you prefer one over the other no um I Got into video completely um, ass backwards, and I had resisted shooting video for the longest time because the idea of editing a video just seemed like a total nightmare to me. Like, <laughs> ADD, and like anything that is going to take me that I'm going to have to watch like over and over and over and over again, like, yeah. just seems awful. <laughs> uh, but um, this will kind of, I mean, so essentially I started shooting for David Lee Roth a bunch of years ago. And, um, he, I, at the time was, uh, tutoring his assistants. So basically he wanted his assistants, uh, to be able to stay around him all the time to be able to take photos whenever he needed to, you know, to provide content. Um, and so, um, I was being hired at the time I was working at Sammy's camera and I was their VIP tutor that would like go to these houses and teach them, uh, photography. So, um, I was asked to go out and, uh, to go over to, to Dave's house and teach his assistants. And he went through a couple of different assistants over the years that I would come and, um, train. So I was fairly like, he's a very loyal employer, which is really nice. Um, and one day I got a call from his current assistant who was like, Hey, we're doing this thing. Um, you know, it's, uh, we were, could you come and help us do this thing that we're doing? And I was like, 
well, okay, what, what kind of thing is it? And they're like, it's like a Van Halen thing. And I was like, uh, okay, what, what kind of Van Halen thing? They're like, um, it's a Van Halen video. I was like, okay. I was like, just so you guys know, like, I know the premise of videography. Like, I understand the workings of videography, but it's not something that I do. And they're like, oh yeah, we know, you know, you know we just want you there just in case, you know, we have problems with the cameras or what have you. So I went to the Roxy one day and I fully expected that I was going to be screamed at at some point during the day because I didn't know what I was doing and really shouldn't be there. And um, I was like, well, this will be, I went in thinking this will be an interesting experience. That's my best advice that I can give anybody. It's just like, if you're a little bit like, I don't know about this, like it'll be, it'll be a great story. Right. So I go in and actually it was a really excellent day. Like everybody was super sweet and nice and they had a, they have, they operate under a really tiny little crew. Um, and, um, I had actually taught a bunch of the people that were shooting, like how to shoot. And, um, so anyways, like about five minutes into it, they were just like, Hey, can you come up and like help us shoot? So I ended up shooting this video, um, a Van Halen video, which was like their first video in like 27 years or something crazy. And I was like, all right, well, I guess if I've shot a Van Halen video at this point, I should like consider shooting video. You know, it wasn't as scary as it would be. And I kind of like jumped into the deep end with it. So, um, yeah, so I've done a bunch of, um, live show stuff. Um, I was doing it a lot more a couple of years ago. Um, I definitely prefer photography, um, videos, video and live events is kind of weird. Um, it's nice to have it in my mind. I'm always, whenever I'm shooting video, I always am like counting the photos that I'm not getting essentially. Like I'm just like, Oh, but yeah, I really like it. I like having the document of it. Um, it's not something that I've ever taken a hundred percent seriously. Um, just because like, I don't really, um, I feel like my passion is more with photography, but it's definitely something that I do and that I enjoy. And I've, and I have done like videos for, um, bands and stuff, but, um, it's, it's for me, like assembling a crew and that kind of thing is I'm always kind of been a solo artist, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so, um, getting a bunch of people together to do a bunch of different stuff and directing them to do it is still something that like, um, I feel like I'm, capable of doing but I'm not experienced enough to be super great at or anything like that so <laughs> I love that your first intro to video was doing a, a pretty much like a music live music video for Van Halen yeah yeah it was the, honestly the entire time like because like the you know Roxy is small yeah and like like I was one of the people that was on stage with them. Like you can see me shooting the video in their video. It's their tattoo video. And like, it's like, I'm literally being chased around the stage by Eddie Van Halen. And I was just like, in my mind, I'm just like, what, what am I doing here right now? Like, how is this my life right now? I don't understand like what's happening. So, but you know, just got to roll with it. So. That's insane. That's a great story. And you've you've worked with him and Van Halen for was it a while before that or after that? Yeah, it's all kind of a blur because I've really been I haven't worked with Dave recently. It's been um 
maybe like two years or so since I really um, was there. But I would, um, yeah, I've I've done a bunch of work, more so with Dave specifically because I was his photographer. So I would like um, do projects with him kind of on a one-on-one thing. Um, but definitely shot a bunch of when they were touring like a couple of years ago, um, shot some um there they had a, like a friends and family event at the forum and a couple of their like smaller shows and um never toured with van halen but i've shot a number of their shows so that's yeah. so cool that's yeah. that's so funny and all of that kind of came about because did you say that you were working at like sammy's as mm-hmm. a teacher yeah i was working at sammy's just as a normal like salesperson um but i had a reputation for um, being able to teach pretty well. So I would get sent out, um, you know, we, the Sammy's basically has like big classes that they do, but Mm -hmm. for, they also have a ton of celebrity clients, like you name them. And I probably met them at Sammy's and, um, like those people don't want to go to classes with a bunch of other people. So I was a person they would send out to like those people's houses to like teach them the basics. That's such a cool opportunity. I I honestly would have never thought that it makes sense that they would send people out to teach those clients instead of yeah. having them come to a class with, you know, 50 other people or 20 other people. But yeah, that didn't was, cross my mind as like a job or something that's out there to do. Yeah. There's a lot of people that look for, for like, you know, like there's like all those like I don't know, like thumbtack used to be a thing. I don't know. There is definitely a lot of people that were looking for one-on-one photo help. And a lot of it was kind of just basic, like show me how my camera works. Um, but yeah, I um, had a lot of really uh, great experiences. People, you know, that were regular customers of mine that, you know, I would go over and um, help with and got to meet a lot of really interesting people that way. That's really cool. Awesome. Great story. Yeah, I had that on here. I was looking through your bio and I was like, she's worked with David Lee Roth. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's awesome. And I love this story that that was just your intro to video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I, I, there's, there's no way to plan for that sort of thing. I've found that most of the things that I've done um, since I've been in LA have a lot of it is really just being in the right place at the right time. So kind of being out there all the time. Um, the thing that I find really made a difference for me was establishing what it, like what it was that I did. So, you know, when I first, before anybody knew who I was, I was just another person hanging out at a show, you know, but you start bringing your camera all the time. And then they are like, Oh, Kim's a photographer. Like, you know, if I have photo stuff, I'll call Kim. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then having to work that the work that backs that up. So it's a, a combination of doing enough work that you have a big enough portfolio that when you're in the right place at the right time and someone calls you one, you have the work to show them. And two, you know, how to handle the situation because, um, you know, there's times that you're going to be offered jobs that um, might be beyond where you're at and you're going to have to know how to budget for them or how to give them a price quote or, you know, um, how to 
look over a contract, you know, like that's, that's a huge thing, you know, in, in this business is understanding contracts and looking at them and like really fine tooth combing them because um, there's definitely situations that you can get in where you think you're, you're, you're got this great opportunity and then you like read the fine print and you're like, Oh, okay. That's great. You know? So, yeah. Okay, cool. I want to jump over to talking a little bit more about what you brought up before. And that was working with publications because Mm -hmm. this is something that I think a lot of people, when they get started in the music industry, they're like, how do I shoot for so-and-so publication? So I just wanted to talk a little bit about like how you got started uh, with the publications that you did or do work with um, mm-hmm. and like how long you've been doing that and like any recommendations and stuff for people looking to get in with publications. Um, yeah. I mean, it's for me, it was a lot of just kind of being out there in the scene um, and having enough fans post things that I was doing and crediting me that, um, that, basically publications started knowing who I was just because they'd seen photos of mine uh, that uh, like bands had posted. Um, it, like I said, I started off shooting for high voltage, which is on the smaller side of vlogs, but they've been around for a long time. They used to be a print magazine. Um, they had a lot of, or they have a lot of really nice connections. Um, you know, I did work through the Grammy museum through them and um you know, they're actually one of the publications that is actually kind of always looking for photographers. Um, a lot of this, like the mid-size blogs, um, the thing that you really have to be prepared for is you're probably not just going to be photographing events. You're also going to be reviewing and writing about them. Um, and if you think that you're going to be able to just do it by photographing I would say you're probably out of luck Um, because almost everybody, the way that like photo passes work is that, you know, these, um, these publications want you to produce, you know, images obviously, but you're going to get a photo pass and maybe one ticket and that's all they're going to be allocated. So they can't have like 80 people going to the show to do all these different jobs. You kind of have to do all the jobs in one. So you might be interviewing people. You might be just there to review the show. Um, and kind of like knowing how all that works. Um, but some of it like um, high voltage was like meeting Trina and just kind of talking with her. I actually, I think I found out about her originally because of another photographer that I, um, that I friended uh, named Courtney who's out in New York now. She's in LA. She's, she kind of goes back and forth. Um, who I was like, hey, how are you doing? She's like, she asked me like, who I was shooting for? I was like, I'm just shooting for the band. I was like, who are you shooting for? She's like, oh, high voltage. And I like looked them up. Um, and then like, you know, ended up being mutually friends with some of the people there. Um, and then I was asked to shoot for Grimy Goods. Um, I've known Kevin from Buzz Bands for a long time. We like, he goes to shows and I'd see him at shows all the time. And um, he's like, when can we have you start shooting for us? So I was asked for a lot, like a lot of the um, publications that I shoot through, but I can tell you like knowing how they work and like knowing the editors from them, a lot of it is, you know, don't be afraid to send out an email saying, Hey, I, you know, love what you do. This is my work, blah, blah, blah. And having a portfolio and things to show for it. 
Um, you know, it's the, the, the mid-sized stuff is a lot easier to get into than you would think it is. Um, you know, for the higher end stuff, I still haven't completely figured out that world. So, yeah. Um, I love that that kind of like kicks back to what we're talking about before is it's a lot about connections. It's a lot about like meeting people and like understanding who's in the business and being nice to them and making that connection and that relationship. And then these shows and you're going to see the same, like a lot of the same people go to a lot of the same shows. So like you've really familiar with them and then yeah just figuring out like who people are and what they're doing and or you know for me it's the easiest thing to start up a conversation with the photographer next to you oh who are you shooting for oh that's cool how do you like them blah 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 and um you know it's I've I've had so many opportunities I've probably had the most opportunities actually come from just talking to other photographers in the pit so that's wild. Yeah. Like I, I've definitely made connections with other photographers that they start recommending you for things. If you're, you know, good person to work with and they enjoy talking to you and then they see your work and they're like, okay, that person can produce results from this kind of show. And then they just recommend you for something else. Yeah. I mean, not being a jerk really goes a long way. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to recommend people like if you're if I'm recommending somebody my name is also online I don't want to that to get back to me that that person you know did a bad job or they were really late or they were a horrible person to work with like so anytime that anybody's going to recommend you you've you know it's you've got to be on your best behavior you have to be putting out your best work but also people don't like to work with jerks and a lot of the business in LA is just forming relationships because you spend a lot of time with people. Like when you really like doing like a video shoot or, you know, an all day photo shoot or something like that, like you have to have people around you that you want to be around and hang out with because they're going, like they're going to influence the work that you get out of that day, essentially. Yeah, totally. It's again, so funny. I keep hearing so many like repeated things doing these interviews and the don't be a jerk almost comes up in every single one of them because we've all met people or like someone who is like a jerk and you're like, yeah, I never want to work with that person. And they're on your mental list, you know? The only way you can really get away with being a jerk is if you just come from a lot of money and then people will just be nice to you because you can pay for stuff <laughs> like that, that's it if you don't have a lot of money then you have to be nice if you have a lot of it's still better to be nice but you just have to like pay people better if you're a jerk and you have a lot of money because that's the only work for you so, yeah no one's gonna deal with it otherwise <laughs> yeah exactly give yourself some money just be a nice person this is one of the questions I like bringing up in pretty much all of my interviews. And earlier you were talking about how in LA you really love the community and like mm-hmm. the industry here. But I wanted to know if you've ever experienced any like prejudices, whether that's like ageism, sexism, something that has kind of like rubbed you the wrong way in the industry. Because I've heard from some people that it's been super great. They've had no issues. I've Mm -hmm. heard from a lot of other people that it's really hard to be a woman in the industry. So I like bringing it up to ask like personal opinions, um, experiences, and just like how you feel about the music industry. Um, I would say 
the photo industry, um, over my lifetime of dealing with it, has gotten better, um, but still has a long ways to go. Um, I started um, in a very high-end uh, camera shop in Milwaukee when I was like 21. I started working at uh, um, this place called Rhymers, which was like the pro um, photo store at the time um, in, in the area. And I, I was I was just thinking about the other day because we had so many great used cameras that like I wish I had my hands on. Uh, but I, you know, I was just looked at like, and I've always looked way younger than I am. So like when I was 21, I looked like I was like 12. So like um, the, you know, it was, I can't tell you how many times I would be helping somebody and they'd ask to talk to one of the fellows, which didn't, which meant, you know, this guy could have started yesterday and knew nothing. And they still thought that he would know more than me, you know, it was like this weird thing that people have that they think that like photographic knowledge is like stored in the penis or something. And that like, as a woman, like, how could you possibly retain this information? You know? Um, and I got that for years now working at Samuels, same thing, you know, um, I, like I said, like I'm the one being sent out to tutor VIP people and people would still be questioning like my knowledge on stuff. I'd just be like, mm, okay, you want to talk to that guy? He started last week and he doesn't know anything, but go right ahead. And then they would talk to him and he just asked me all the questions, you know? So there's that there's, um, I've found different industries are definitely different wedding industry, very much a woman's world. Um, fashion industry very much not a woman's world um at least like I said not a ton of experience in it but like anytime I had ever made inquiries into it the biggest stumbling block that was ever thrown in front of me was always that um a lot of productions don't want to hire uh women as assistants because a lot of the job is a really entry-level assistant it's just carrying a lot of like c-stands and like really heavy gear around and they'd rather have a dude that can just like throw stuff in a truck um but if you don't have that introduction into the um you know like the low level jobs and it's really hard to get into anything better because you can't develop that relationship you can't get into these things and you can't just jump in midstream and say like you know this like i want to do this so that's been really difficult the thing that's been different with the music industry um at least for me is that um I've not really experienced that like I've pretty much been on my own um there I'm sure there's issues with some people as far as you know there might be some bands of dudes that don't want to have a woman photographer along with them on a tour possibly um and I think that has more to do with just dudes being wanting to be gross dudes on the road than anything else. Um, but I have gone on tour um, with, you know, I was on tour this summer with uh, Miyavi and it was a mixed crew. There was, um, his tour manager was a great female um, uh, who like, she normally does like these Comic-Con stuff. Like she's, so, you know, it really varies. Um, I think that, if you're working with the right people, it probably wouldn't be an issue. Um, if you're working for people that it is an issue, you probably don't want to be working for them just in general. Um, and I feel like a lot of that attitude is really disappearing pretty quickly. Um, one of the things that I've really noticed in the last like five years or so, um, maybe a little bit longer in the LA music uh, scene has been 
how many bands have women in them. Mm-hmm. So like it used to be if there was like a girl drummer, people would be like, oh my God, it's a girl drummer. I can't believe it. And now it's totally, Common. it's actually, for me, it's really weird to see a band that is only all dudes that doesn't have at least one girl in it these days. Um, I feel like that's now the abnormal thing. Like it's been, I don't know whether it's just the bands I go shoot or like, you know, what have you, but I've just noticed so much um, that every band has you know a pretty good mix of male and female people in it or um you know that there's a lot of different representation in in music now um i i suspect that's probably more of an la thing than it is like a milwaukee thing Mm. but um but it's hopeful and i feel like that trend is is bound to continue yeah. I mean, there's a, such a big push right now for just women in the music industry, regardless, um, yeah. regardless of the position, like talking about production, um, mm-hmm. just really anything, even all the behind the scenes. So I think that that's really helping kind of the whole industry that, yeah. you know, in LA here, I I agree with you. I think that there's a lot of women in bands and they're totally fine with bringing women on tour because there's women in the crew there's women in the bands yeah. and um we don't see too much of a issue um but yeah no I, I think anybody that's probably at this point you know at least 30 or under if not you know a bit older than that really it's they don't even see it really as a big issue I feel like if you're dealing with like a 40 and over you know crew then that there you're going to have different opinions on it but um yeah I people are so open you know at least here that I've just I've never had an issue with it but that being said I do um I did initially start shooting under ZB images intentionally because it didn't have a gender to it um so um, I liked that it didn't give anybody any preconceptions as far as like who I was as a photographer. They were really all they could do is look at images. So, huh? Yeah, I've I've never thought of that of like being kind of like a genderless um, brand to see yeah. like if people would hire you regardless because they don't they wouldn't necessarily know until that you show up and then you're like, yep, this is me. Yeah, it's, you know, I've had people like um, DM me on Instagram that, you know, thought I was a dude, you know, they just assumed that I was a dude shooting. But um, yeah, it's, it's just kind of like, um, I I like that experience. Um, and my last name is like, pretty unusual. So I, I like a bit anonymous that way as well. Yeah, nice. Um, I'm still laughing over the the comment of people thinking that photo knowledge is stored in the penis. It is a, a crazy affliction that people have, this belief. I'm sure it applies to other areas. I'm sure there's also, you know, scientists that are completely in all of women that can retain any type of chemistry knowledge, you know. But it happens. We can do it. We, yeah. can, we can overcome 
Oh, love it. Okay, so I only have one more question for you. And this is the question that I love wrapping up with. And that's just like one piece of advice that you would pass on to other people that you think is fantastic, like advice or knowledge that you've received or something that you say that you think that everyone needs to know. Um, I would say for people that are considering like one of the biggest things I had learned when I moved to LA is that there's a very Midwest way of thinking that you um you want to do something you go out and become an expert in it and then you start applying for jobs or like looking for ways to do that thing and one of the biggest culture shocks I had to get used to out here is that no (laughs) <laughs> like you basically decide you want to do something and then you just do it and then you learn on the like on the job like the fact that you don't have a ton of experience like someone that is in, like overly enthusiastic will always get a job over someone that just happens to have like a lot of work in their portfolio so you know i think that that is um I think the the idea of just going out and trying it and working on it. Um, and the thing is, is that, you know, n- none of this stuff is permanent. So, you know, I can, you know, yeah, I, I've worked for Van Halen, but nobody, like, people care about that. There's a ton of people that don't even know who Van Halen is these days, you know, like, and, you know, it doesn't mean that you know, you work a really great job. It doesn't mean that you're going to be set for life or that you'll always get great jobs. And if you get a really shitty job, it doesn't mean that you're always going to get shitty jobs. Like it's just all these things are individual circumstances. And, um, for me, I just try to, um, the thing that I'm really trying to do as a human being and on this planet is just, um, supporting the things that I want to see more of in the world. So I love musicians. I love live music. Um, I love creative endeavors. And if I can help other people pursue those things, um, then I feel like, you know, in a small way, I'm kind of like making a difference or um, I don't know, like I just, I'm just making the world that I want in my life. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I That's all the questions that I had for you. So I really appreciate it. And I enjoyed talking to a fellow Wisconsinite and, and hearing yep. about your story, especially, like I said, Van Halen, this is still blowing my mind. So I, I appreciate it so much. You know who Van Halen is. I can't tell you how many people I've been like, oh, like I had a coworker once who I forget, it was at a time when I was really shooting for them a lot and I was saying something about Eddie Van Halen and he's like he's like is he does he play guitar and I was like I was like I want you just google guitar players right now <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so funny yeah like no it's so it's totally different like who knows who regarding like certain types of music I listen to a lot of like classic rock so for me I'm like yeah duh Van Halen but (laughs) I guess for anyone else you know that only listens to like pop or something I can see them being like I don't know who that is 
I think that's a generational thing too, because especially like um, I've worked, like I trained a lot of people in my job that are like 25 and under and they grew up, you know, like since you could basically have your own personal music situation, like they were little kids. So I grew up listening to what my dad listened to, you know, so I get like really classic bands because that's what was playing in the car. That's what was playing on the stereo, what have you. But if I was a kid that had grown up only ever like in my own little like listening world, like would I ever have heard of like the talking heads or have like a, you know, this soft spot in my heart for like Led Zeppelin or something like, no, you know, (laughs) like maybe not. Yeah. That's, that's funny because there's a lot of people that I know of that like never listen to the radio. And for me, yeah. I'm like, turn on the radio and you'll hear yeah. like a ton of ACDC. And they're like, who listens to the radio? And I'm like, I listen to the radio. Yeah, all the time. I like, I like the randomness of it, you know? It, 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 totally agree. Would never put on. Like, that's the thing. Like, sometimes I don't want to be responsible. I'm like, just. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is if I listen to the music that I like, I'll be listening to the same 25 songs over and right. over again. You turn right. on the radio, it's something new every day for the most part. Yeah. yeah Except exactly. for like those top songs that you have to hear every day. Like, I, I think I hear Hell's Bells every single day. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> So thank you so much, Kim, for joining me. I had such a great time talking to you and hearing about how you got started in the video <laughs> and how you've done all the cool stuff. So um, so excited to have you on here. Can you really quickly shout out like your social media links, how people can find you? Sure, yeah, um, I am mostly I mostly use Instagram for social media, um, which is uh, the letter Z as in zebra, B as in boy, underscore images. Um, and then my website is ZB Images with no underscore. Um, and those are really, in, Instagram is really, as a photographer, that's all I really concentrate on because who needs anything else? That's it. <laughs> like Facebook exists. I, I haven't touched it in years, but. Yeah. Well, cool. Thank you again, everyone. Please go check out Kim's work because yeah. I mean, I had so much fun just creeping on your website. So <laughs> I encourage everyone else to do the, the same. Website- brand new is one of the things I got to do during quarantine is like I was like now I have no excuse I have to get this website like (laughs) like regenerated so it's only been up since COVID wow it's wonderful everyone go check out the brand new (laughs) super shiny new website outdated by time I get to shoot shows again so I have to do it all <laughs> love it love it well thank you again Kim and I hope to talk to you soon again because I had so much fun but thank you again for being on my thank podcast you. awesome thank you bye bye